My name is Sarah Yorgrau, and welcome to Now Tell Me Something Good, a podcast fueled by the belief that if we truly desire a more possible future, then we must first begin by expanding the way we observe, relate to, and experience both ourselves and the world around us. After over a decade of working in television and film, traveling deep inside this country and interviewing thousands of people across every walk of life, I know one thing for absolute certain, that a more possible future is within our grasp. So join me each week as I take you behind the curtain of how I stay optimistic, introduce you to inspiring individuals and organizations that will uplift your spirits, and leave you with some soul-nourishing tangibles to help you maintain or ignite your own fire, strong enough to keep yourself and others warm with possibility. Hey, how's it going out there? How's it going in there? I'd say what a wild time to be alive, but in reality, I think it's fair to accept that this is just part of what life is and always has been, ups and downs, surges and stillness, that peace and stability we yearn for, the one we sort of reference like it's hidden in our nostalgic past or waiting for us in some fictitious future, actually exists far more accessibly than this. It's in our every moment of every day, in our thoughts, our actions, and the micro moments infinitely available to us. Take comfort in this, in your ability to quite literally create what you're yearning for. Sure, the spiritual path, as in any path filled with feeling, experiencing, and believing in something more than just the face value of a moment, is both delicious and challenging work. That's the twisted joy, gratification, and cost of being more alive, isn't it? The reward given to both the seeking and the surrendering to it. Because the reality is, life moves in waves. I mean, think about it. Think about how many energies, people, nature, ideas, everything moving in simultaneous motion. It's like wild to think about, isn't it? So the more we resist this, the more we try to cling on desperately to the illusion buoys of our expectations, of what we want things to be, of what we wished they were in that moment versus what they actually are, the easier it is for us to become thrown by the changing rhythms of life seas and ultimately lose sight of our shore. So on today's episode, we're going to be exploring how to stay in our power to choose and create everyday moments of peace, stability, and hope in our lives through the choices we make, the actions we take, the thoughts we think, and the behaviors we repeat. Because as much as we've been trying to avoid the narrative, as much as we want to cling on to wishful thinking, life has been screaming at our deaf ears since the dawn of time that nothing is certain and anything is possible. So the very best we can do to have a semblance of control over our lives and to influence our experience is to create systems and habits to help keep us afloat and above water, no matter the tide. So go grab your notebook, head out the door for a quick walking break, or belly flop onto your couch, because this party's about to get started. Like we do with everything, let's begin by acknowledging the stories and narratives at play that may be influencing your perception or experience of a topic. Because sure, We may share a semblance of a larger social culture, but our subcultures and families of origin all deeply influence the way we associate with and relate to the concept of self-peace and self-care, particularly the word self-care. For some of us, self-care is a privilege, a luxury, or even almost a selfish act. If any of that rings true for you, consider this a permission slip to entertain the opposite narrative. Because here at Now Tell Me Something Good, we believe that self-care is actually an act of community care. Pause for a second to feel and hear that more deeply. Each of us can only give to the extent of our current capacity. We have an amount of energy each day 
that we get to give away and maintain. And if we're running on empty, living in a martyrdom paradigm of perpetual output, then very quickly, we'll find we have actually nothing left to share from our cups and everyone suffers. But if we make self-care a fundamental part of our spiritual hygiene, no different from brushing our teeth or the occasional deep scrub, then we'll be able to create a positive impact much more sustainably. Think of it like your spiritual reserve, a way to maintain nourishment throughout life's inevitable seasons of feast and famine. To put it even more simply, if we want to make a change in our worlds, we got to first begin with ourselves. Unfortunately for us, these changes don't have to be big. In fact, whenever anyone offers me to go big or go home, nine out of 10 of the times, I choose to go home. Because home is the best. Home is cozy, home is delicious. I wanna share with you a few habits and rituals I use to make me feel more at home in myself, no matter what is happening around me. And if you want even more support for this, Feel free to dive even deeper into the ocean loads of change and adaptation studies that have concluded that sustainable change happens most quickly when done in micro shifts. So just take the pressure off yourself to go big and give yourself permission to do the bare minimum. Just make sure you commit to doing the very least day after day after day after day. So here are some of the habits and rituals that I put effort towards every single day that have helped me stay at or return to peace much more quickly during turbulent tides. Many of these habits you may have heard before because plot twist, they really, really, really work. And when people discover or finally surrender to them, they often want to scream it from the rooftops. We may be first time humans, but none of us are reinventing the wheel here. Unless wheel reinvention is your actual line of work. In which case, my apologies, carry on, thank you for your service. Number one, slow it down. The magic you seek is hidden in the present moment. Create non-negotiable space, even an hour broken up throughout the day, to catch up with and connect with yourself. If the idea of slowing down makes you feel anxious, don't worry, we have a podcast coming just for you. But as life moves fast for all of us, a powerful and deeply valuable form of self-love comes with creating space to slow down, savor, and tap back into the present. Meditate. Journal about nothing or everything. Step out into nature and close your eyes. Just do something every single day to help your spirit rest, recharge, and get back into alignment. Because if we don't slow down long enough to catch up with ourselves, we'll experience far more suffering from our disconnection, chasing and missing ourselves our whole lives. Besides, the best of life happens in the little details, the stuff we often miss when we're moving in a blur. Which brings me to my second habit. Let yourself be delighted. While I flirted with the art of self-enchantment and delight my whole life, it wasn't until the very beginning of COVID, where in response to the fear and doomsday energy swirling around me, I decided to double down on the opposite by committing to find something every day to appreciate with new eyes and let myself be delighted by. When I first introduced this habit, I thought, well, shit, this is going to be a lot of work. I'm going to have to really dig. But it turns out the opposite was true. Instead of having to scrounge for delights, I found that the little delights I observed each day only compounded multiplying and almost overwhelming me in a sense of bliss and gratitude for the everyday stuff I'd previously devalued or completely missed. The way we subtly take care of each other, holding open doors, helping with heavy bags, reaching for what's too high or what's been dropped, pulling someone back up to their feet, 
or nature's infinite abundance, even in the most urban of landscapes. The vibrant red of a fresh strawberry at a supermarket, the way the first flower buds popped up stubbornly out of the winter soil, a pocket of sunshine in a cold day, breeze on my cheeks, the clink of change dropped in a tip jar, birds chirping in conversation. To me, recognizing the infinite universe is swirling around us offers me a constant refuge and invitation to another way of being, another opportunity for a whole new possibility. Because finding the richness of life's experience is the most ultimate, most abundant form of wealth that we can have. And frankly, the only one that's really going to make us feel the richness of what we seek through material gain. This week, challenge yourself to seek delight in the world around you. Start by looking for one thing every day with brand new eyes and track it in your phone's notes section or in a journal. If you commit to seeing the beauty in the small things, I promise you, it'll change the way you see the world. Number three, move your body every single day. No matter how impenetrable your boundaries may feel, each of us are a magnet for energy. Some of it's the energy we pick up from other people's actions or words, and some of it is the energy we create with our own thoughts and feelings. Moving your body is one of the best ways to get oxygen pumping through and release what may be weighing you down and cluttering your energy. It's also the ultimate stress reducer and perspective shifter. Trading out the stress-inducing hormones of cortisol and adrenaline in exchange for our body's natural pain reducers and mood elevator, like endorphins. Runner's high, anyone? Next time you're feeling wound up or emotionally triggered by something, challenge yourself to disconnect for at least 30 minutes of movement and then check back in with yourself. Nine out of 10 times, you'll feel a massive state change for the better, and with that, a more balanced perspective. Number four, make a commitment to yourself and then stick to it. It doesn't matter how small. In fact, the smaller, the better. Studies show that making and keeping commitments or promises to yourself is one of the best ways to build higher confidence and self-respect over time. And as a wildly enthusiastic list maker myself, there are very few things that satisfy and inspire a deeper sense of accomplishment than crossing something off the to-do list. You can keep your alcohol, you can keep your drugs, get me a to-do list and get me a pen and let me swipe. Each day this week, write down and make a commitment to yourself. Start small to avoid the chances of building up a daunting narrative around it that could lead to anxiety or avoidance. A good place to start might be, I'm going to read two chapters of that book I haven't picked up, or I'm going to disconnect for a five-minute walk each day. Whatever you write down, commit to it as if you're committing to someone you respect and wouldn't want to let down. Over time, that person will become you. <sighs> Number five, stay hydrated. This may sound silly and obvious, but how disciplined are you really with drinking half a gallon of water each day? Of all the things on my list, this is the most challenging one for me. And I'm not alone. Studies have shown that about 75% of Americans are chronically dehydrated. But why does this matter as a critical habit? Because even mild dehydration can drastically alter our mood, our energy level, and our ability to think clearly. In fact, a recent study out of the University of Connecticut's Human Performance Lab found that even mild dehydration can throw off the dopamine and serotonin balances in your brain, increasing our levels of depression and anxiety. This makes absolute sense to me. I am cranky as fook when I don't drink my water, and I'm not great at drinking water. It's actually one of the, actually the simple tools that have helped me the most is putting post-it notes around my house, on my mirror in my bathroom, by my kitchen, by my bed, and in my office to drink water. And with numbers like 75% of us dehydrated in America, 
I think a little more water could help the general vibe. Because at the end of the day, everything feels more manageable when you're hydrated. So these are a few of the core habits that I put effort towards every single day. But like most of us, I'm a human. I'm not a machine. So I don't aim for perfection, as perfection is an oppressive form of torture that doesn't exist in our real world. All I aim for is consistency and self-commitment to get back on the horse quicker and quicker each time I fall off. And I definitely fall off. As I said at the beginning, each of us may be part of a collective, but we're all individuals with our own unique experience. So as with everything we do, a la carte the menu, embrace anything that rings as true, especially if it's a truth that conjures up a desire to avoid, as that's often our greater call to action, or gently move past what doesn't resonate for you. To help you dig even further into what would work for you, think about a time in your life where you felt most peaceful. Really bring yourself back to that time and consider in as much detail as possible what you were doing during that time. What was happening around you? What was happening within you? Because ultimately, each of us just have two choices to make every day to either get mired in the despair or resistance of our lack of control, or to accept our power to commit again and again to the belief that we can try something different. And I don't know about you, but I choose the latter, to wake up and try something new. Since now Tell Me Something Good is all about reclaiming our agency through more empowered thoughts, beliefs, and actions. It's important for us to hold in the front of our minds how many individuals have just lost their agency in this country their ability to choose. Choice is one of the tenets of freedom. And last week's overturning of a fundamental freedom and the reversal of Roe vs. Wade will have a ripple effect on all of us, no matter our religious beliefs or even our gender. So go get better at caring for yourself so we can build up the reserves we're all gonna need to take better care of each other. And to you, my one listener, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your time, your most valuable resource with me. I'll see you next time. Hopefully this brought you a little more value and helped you look at your world slightly differently than before. I'll see you next week. Until next time.